You are listening to the Launch Mission Podcast. Preparing students for liftoff on the journey to life after high school. With your host, author and founder of the Launch Mission Ministry, Tommy McGregor. So how does a teenager with visible growth in his faith struggle to the point of declining immaturity once he leaves home after high school graduation? So buckle your seatbelt. And make sure your tray table is in its upright position because it is time for the Launch Mission Podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Launch Mission Podcast. And so I we are talking about spiritual development as it relates to the first part of the Freedom Permit. Uh, my name is Tommy McGregor, um, founder of the Launch Mission Ministry, and I'm with my friend Ryan Guzman from California. So welcome back, Ryan. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, yeah, excited to be here. A couple episodes ago, we talked about the freedom permit and what it can uh, what it can look like in a student's life as they move through this year. So instead of getting a driver's permit to prepare for driving, they are getting a freedom permit to uh, during the senior year to prepare for. Uh, the freedoms that come with life after high school. And one of the things that I mentioned in that episode was that uh, somewhere between 60 and 75%, according to to Barna and Pew, uh, respectively, the Christian students that have grown up in a Christian environment in high school and maybe a Christian family uh, in high school uh, go off to college and don't pursue growth and maturity in their faith at some level. Um, that was the case for me to an extent. Uh, and we've seen it, uh, as someone as two guys who've worked in youth ministry for a long time, we've seen that happen. And so the first part of the freedom permit is spiritual development. We interrupt this podcast with an important message. The Launchpad Parent Community is fueled up and locked in to partner with parents of seniors this school year and offers free resources to help you guide your seniors on the journey to life after high school. To join, search for the Launch Mission Ministry page on Facebook or find a link on thelaunchmission.org. And now, back to the Launch Mission Podcast. Ryan, let me throw this to you. Why have you, in your experience, Mm -hmm. why do you think that statistic is so high. Man, there's so many factors, and maybe that's the reason. I think um, there's so many reasons why uh, it's easy to be distracted from our faith when we get out of our normal routine, when we have experiences and freedoms that we didn't have before. I think uh, it's easy to let our priorities kind of form themselves as opposed to us intentionally putting our faith uh, on the forefront of our lives. And so I could probably cite, you know, a couple dozen reasons why I think people's faith don't stick when they go off to college. Um, but I think maybe that's the answer in and of itself. There's so many things that are vying for our attention. There's so many influences in our lives that are trying to um, capture our, our minds, our thoughts, our time, our attention. And 
it's easy to give in to those things. Those things are designed in a way to um, prevent us from doing other things and to capture all of our attention. And they do those things so well that whether or not it's intentional, whether or not we even realize it's happening, that our attention gets uh, put in other places um, outside of our faith. So, I mean, we could talk about specifics about what some of those things are, but I think ultimately the reason why, would you say 60 to 75% yeah. of, of people who grow up in the church don't stay with their with their faith is because there's so much competition. There's so many things that are out there that are trying to uh, capture our minds, and it's easy to fall into those things. And I mean, I do that all the time. I feel like I uh, try and prioritize well, but there's so many things that I spend more time doing, and I could definitely see that being a slippery slope um, for people who aren't intentionally living their lives. That's right. That's true. Well, I mean, I've next year will be 30 years that I've worked in ministry at some in in you know in some capacity, and uh, before that, I was in college, and so. I have been asking that question for the past 30 years. It's even, there's a quote, I mean, there's a, uh, a little snippet uh, in the intro to this podcast of myself answering or asking that question rather of um, how does someone who had visible growth in their faith struggle, um, you know, once they leave home. Um, and, and I've, so I've, put a lot of thought into it. And this is what I've come up with. And like you said, there are so many answers to that question. I mean, there's so many reasons, but this one at least not, not only makes sense to me, but um, this one really relates to what happened to me. So um, I guess a typical, uh, if there is such a thing, a typical high school senior who is a Christian and is trying to follow Jesus um, has up to four major influences in their life uh, as of the senior year that have helped them grow and mature to whatever level that they are of maturity in their faith. Um, and those four influences are uh, family, friends, church, and mentors. And so family, church, family, friends, church, and mentors, um, hopefully a, a most people listening have had all four of those influences. Maybe they've just had a few, but they've had up to those four influences that have helped uh, disciple them. And so they graduate and they go off to the next thing, which for most people is college, but it could be a, a number of different things. And the expectation is that they will continue to grow and mature and make wise decisions and find Christian community and do all the things that they did in high school. But they will be doing that for the very first time in their life without those four major influences. And so mm. you you have a, a, a student who has, at this point in the fall of their senior year, maybe great expectations about continuing to connect well and make wise decisions and, and continue to do well and grow and mature in their faith. But what they haven't thought about is, Hey, I'm going to be doing that without my youth group. I'm going to be doing that without my home yeah. church. I'm going to be doing that without my youth pastor or my, my small group leader. I'm going to be doing that without my friends. Um, and I've never had a long distance relationship with my family. And so all of those things work together yeah. 
to to create this um, this this barrier of 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 uh, of con- this continuation of growth. And so, uh, if you've ever been in a um, like on a raft uh, in a on like going whitewater rafting or something, a lot of people have done that. We've done it um, many times. And and when you're when you're in the boat and you're going down the currents, the currents are strong. The white water's flowing and the, the currents are strong. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do too much. You you just have to kind of hang on and enjoy the ride. You know, you have to paddle a little bit, but you don't have to steer very much. Um, you just kind of go where the water takes you. And when I think back on my high school years, um, at least spiritually speaking, that's kind of, how it was for me by my senior year, because I had a pretty intact, solid friend group. I had mentors in my life. I had gone to the same church, uh, my, my grown up in this church and, and had a great youth ministry and I had good Christian parents. And so I had all four of those influences so intact in my life that it was like going down the whitewater and just just enjoying the ride, just letting the the, the current coasting. take you. Yeah, yeah, just coasting. And so, but what happens when you're on the water is uh, you do that for a while, but eventually the water gets deeper and the current uh, slows down and you have to paddle and steer. And if you've never done that before, you're you don't you don't know how to do it. You're going to end up turning somewhere. You're going to end up spinning in circles. You're you're you don't know how to do it. It takes a little bit of skill to to kind of get through the 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 easy water uh, on the river. And and so that's kind of how it was for me. I, I was cruising down the white water, the currents of high school, and I just thought, you know, hey, when I get to college, I'll just keep doing what I was doing. I'll just keep doing it the same way, but I'd forgotten or had not thought about at that time that I wouldn't have those four influences in my mm-hmm. life. And so the water stalls out and it gets smooth and I have to paddle for the very first time in my life and I don't know what to do. And and I just, my my boat, my life, if you will, just kind of stalled out yeah. and, and it sat there yeah. for a while and, uh, and it took me off course. And, and so... Yeah. I feel like that that's uh, a, an image of what happens so many times when we're not intentional about this transition that's approaching. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I love that analogy. First of all, I wanted to say this earlier, but 30 years in youth ministry, that's, I'm that's old. incredible. I'm pretty old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not what I was, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you guys come to your own conclusion. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I graduated from well. college and started seminary and got my first job in youth ministry in uh, 1994. So pushing pushing 30 years. Yeah. You don't see that type of longevity in youth ministry uh, very often. That's very rare. So good for you. Congratulations. That's, uh, that's quite, the, quite the journey. But yeah, I love the analogy of the tide and the currents. Uh, because that is that is the way that it works. Our culture is constantly moving, and it's so easy to get swept away. Um, I live out in California in Los Angeles. There's not a ton of whitewater rafting, but there is an ocean, and so we, you know, we know we grow up knowing like, hey, you got to be careful because you can easily get swept away in a riptide, where the tide is just kind of 
coming and going. It's easy to get out there and float around in the water. And next thing you know, you look up and you're hundreds of feet or yards away from where you started. Uh, and it happens in an instant and you don't know how to get back. What I, what, what I was thinking about when you were talking about um, just getting stuck in the deep end and not having uh, not having paddled before, I think uh, not only is that an issue, not only do people have to learn how to paddle um, uh, in the river for the first time, um, but I think sometimes people find themselves with that freedom uh, and have never been given a paddle to begin with. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take this analogy probably farther than I love I mean, it. Keep going. I mean to, but like, Go. like you, you can get to the point where you're like, oh, great, now I've used this paddle. Uh, but sometimes people don't even have the resources to know how to get out of the situation that they're in, right? Like, I think those four influences are so good, but if uh, that you're talking about, but sometimes people who don't have those influences get to that point in the river and nobody has given them the resources they need to even know what to do in that situation. Mm. So they're even in a worse off situation because even if they wanted to paddle themselves away, they don't even have the tools to do it. And so there's so many reasons why um, people kind of get stuck in that current and get swept away in that. And uh, one of them is not just, you know, they, they don't know how, but so some of it is they just, were never taught. They were never given the resources or tools to be able to get themselves out of those situations. I think that's right on. Um, as we start talking about the the first component of the freedom permit, which is spiritual development, it's the most important one. And so, if I if I could offer a definition for uh, this part of the freedom permit, it would be helping you as a high school senior, um, learn how to continue to grow in your faith in Christ as you make that transition out of life at home and as you go away to the next uh, season of your life. And so as we've talked about the influences, you've got hopefully some of those influences at home, but how do you recreate those influences? And what does that look like? And, and, I've got some some ideas and some resources even uh, to kind of help you um, prepare for those things. But I think it's important for you to talk about that with a parent, with a mentor, with with other uh, friends uh, and that are, you're in accountability with and have some uh, maybe hard discussions or some at least uh, uh, mature discussions about what does this look like and um, how do you um, how do you transition in your faith from one stage of life to the other and 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 so that's kind of what this looks like because this is hard I mean this is really difficult we've talked about statistics and you know and 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 even if the statistics are are too high um, then it's still too many uh, people that really struggle yeah. with this. Um, and so um, I, I've got some questions that uh, s- that students can think about, that they can discuss, like I said, with accountability or with a mentor, or with a parent or something. But, but really it kind of comes down to this question. And that is, 
if you could look back at your uh, faith journey over the past year or so, um, what were the what were the things that helped you grow? Like what were what were, what were the what was the catalyst for your growth over the past year or two? Was it a, a certain friend or a group of friends? Was it a small group that you went to every Wednesday morning? Was it your youth group that you uh, were a part of? Uh, what were what were the things? If you could list them, what were some of the things that have helped you to uh, to grow and mature over the past year? So think about those things for a minute and then start asking the question, how are you going to grow without those things? So if it was a Wednesday morning accountability Bible study that you've been a part of since, you know, ninth grade or 10th grade, and you've been going, uh, and that is really, and because of the, the teacher, the mentor that's been teaching that, if that's the thing that's like, helped you to become who you are in, in your faith and your walk with Christ, then what are you going to do when you don't have that available to you anymore? Um, mm-hmm. And how are you going to find? So thinking about the, the cause of my growth now and the effect of what it's going to be when it's gone, I think is a great first step uh, in developing a plan for yourself as yeah. you make this big change from high school to college. I think about uh, the Bible talks about making that transition from being fed spiritual, spiritual milk mm-hmm. to spiritual solid foods, right? Yeah. Like we, we, we start discipling with the low hanging fruit and move towards the deeper, more substantial, uh, theological side of, of discipleship and of our faith. And that's really good. But to take that again, I'm going to take, I don't know why I'm taking that analogies farther than they're meant to be taken, but I feel like at some point when what we're talking about is you don't need to just figure out how to look to, to, to digest spiritual steak, but you need to learn how to feed yourself. Yeah. Because one day there's not going to be a youth pastor or a mentor or a friend who's going to be able to serve up to you lessons and uh, discussion questions. One day you're going to have to learn how to do that for yourself. And so when you take away the discussion leader, when you take away your small group leader or youth pastor, are you going to be able to feed yourself? Are you going to be able to open up God's word on your own and continue to receive spiritual solid foods? Or are you not able to do that? And um, I think that's what you're trying to get at. If if I'm hearing you right, you need to figure out like the things that are feeding you. Um, can you continue that without the person who's setting the table for you? I love it. I love that. That's just, that's that's exactly right. And so you know, Paul says in in, in uh, uh, First Corinthians. Uh, uh, thirteen eleven says, when I was a child, I talked like a child, I act like a child, and I reasoned like a child. Um, when I became a man, I put those childish things behind me. And it's this idea that um, when you graduate from high school, uh, there's this there's this sense that we we step out of childhood and into adulthood, and um, 
if if anyone's listening wants to go back to season one uh, last spring of the podcast, there's a great conversation with a professor, uh, Alex Chediak, um, and I think it's episode uh, two, three, or four, somewhere in there early on. Um, and one of the things that I asked him was, uh, what's the perspective of a college student um, as opposed so how does a college student see themselves as opposed to how a, how a college professor sees that student? And one of the things he said was, was, um, uh, was a, a huge concept, I think, for anyone, um, and that is a college professor views the college student, even a college freshman, as an adult. And yeah. so is that, if that college student does not view themselves as an adult, then there's a there's a miss because the because yeah. now the, the 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 college student is saying this professor doesn't care about me because they're not you know t- treating me like my high school teachers did or or they're they're being too strict right. or they're they're um, they're mentioning the test on the first day and not mentioning it again until um, until the day of the test you know two months later. Uh, when when the college professor is saying, hey, I gave you a syllabus on the first day and I expect you to read it and I expect you to put those dates in your calendar. I expect you to know where my mm-hmm. um, where my office is and when my office hours are. And that's how you yeah. treat That's how you treat an adult. But if we don't view ourselves as an adult, then then there's a miss. So how does that fit into uh, spiritual development? Well, if we we're stepping out yeah. of childhood and into adulthood and we're on our own in college. Uh, even if you, even if you are going to school in the town you grew up in, you're still, there's still more mature, more adult, like um, you're still living a more of a, an adult like life than you did in high school. And so you have to see yourself in that way. And if you still see yourself as the child in high school, then you're not going to be ready for the adult level decisions and the adult level life that's going to be coming at you. Yeah. Tommy, I know you're the, the, um, the host of this podcast, but let me ask you a question. Here. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I love it. How, how, how do you, how do you think a high school senior can start to make those steps to own their faith? What are, what are maybe a couple of the most important things that they should be doing during this freedom permit year to learn how to own their faith and feed themselves. Yeah. Wow. So I, I wrote a book about that called loss and transition. And, um, and the, the, the very first thing that we need to do is, is understand what I said a minute ago and understand what this transition looks like, understand what, what the the world out there looks like and and so let me let me put it in in three very easy steps the first thing would be to know who you are okay so that's so we live in kind of a um an an identity confused world everybody's trying to tell you who they want you to be but scripture tells us very clearly who we are in Christ so the first thing is to spend this year uh, trying to figure out, trying to define who you are. So that's the very first thing. Know who you are. The second mm-hmm. thing 
is understand the environment that you're going to. Not, you know, if you're going, you know where you're going to college. I'm not saying kind of know where your classes are and get a, a visual of the map of the campus. I'm not saying that. I'm saying understand where you're going and the, the environment that you're going to. What's the differences between that world and the world you live in? So step one is to know who you are. Step two is to understand where you're going. And then the third one is key. Understand, learn how to be you in that new setting. Okay? So I want to know who I am. I want to know where I'm going. And then I want to try to visualize and and understand what it what it looks like for me to be me in that setting. Because so many, so many uh, Christian college students uh, go to college and they try to change who they are to fit into the culture around them, or they want to be, they have, they want to be liked and loved so much that they're willing to compromise themselves and their, who they are uh, to be liked and appreciated and accepted. But but then we're getting further away from who we are in Christ. And so those would be the three things that I would say yeah, would you good. would start with. Yeah. You got to start somewhere too. That's right? it. I think going back to our, your whitewater rafting, if you're, if you just let life happen to you, then you're going to miss that opportunity and find yourself in a place where you don't know who you are. You don't know the place you are and you don't know how to be yourself in the, in your new space. And so um, if you, uh, yeah, if you can plan ahead, you'll be in a better place. That's it. That's it. So what does this mean for high school seniors in the f- beginning of the fall of their senior year? Um, I think the first thing is um, to not pull away from the life of high school. It's really easy for a senior to say, okay, that I'm done with that. You know, you, you start to see – uh, some seniors, they, they're involved with, you know, a church youth group or, or certain things up in high school until their senior year. And then they start to f- kind of fade yeah. away because they're more focused on what's, what's about to happen next year than yeah. what's happening now. So I would say um, not only be active in your church and in your, your school activities, but be a leader in those things um, because it's up yeah. to the senior to be a leader. And to fight this thing called senioritis, which is a real thing that yeah. that if you're not feeling it yet, you'll feel it, you know, probably uh, in, once the new year kind of rolls around and you get into the spring and you get uh, the, the months turn into weeks before graduation. So um, so for a, a high school senior listening right now, uh, connect and plug into your life right now. Don't spend too much time looking ahead. But then also start thinking about what we've what we've been talking about and that is picturing yourself in in your life this time next year and how are you going to surround yourself with influences and so uh before we go i want to just throw out this little assignment if you will and i'll put this on the launch mission blog and we'll have it on on social media uh for uh for seniors to do but here's just a little assignment to kind of uh develop yourself um, in the spiritual development uh, concept this year in, in, in high school. And that is to develop uh, what I call a personal mission statement. 
So think about it. Any company or business or organization has a mission statement and it describes kind of what they're all about. And so um, one of my favorite companies is Chick-fil-A. Ryan, do you guys have Chick-fil-A in, 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 uh, in we California? Do. We do. We haven't added as long as you guys have, but uh, yeah, we love our Chick-fil-A out here. Yeah. So, um, and I don't know it by heart, but Chick-fil-A has a mission statement that basically says something it's like more chicken, right? That's what yeah. Well, that's their slogan. Uh, their mission statement, <laughs> there's their, their mission statement basically says something like, um, we want to provide the best, the, the, the best product, uh, have the best atmosphere and the, um, you know, and the, the best, uh, employees or the best personnel, mm. um, uh, you know, so that we can um, provide the best. You know, overall, be the best, and and that's kind of their that's a that's a that's a raw summary of their mission statement. But it's this idea that we want to have the best chicken, and we want to have the best atmosphere, we want to have the nicest employees, and 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 um and so if we were all kind of um, looking through social media uh, tonight, and we saw an ad. Um, from Chick-fil-A that said, starting tomorrow, we're going to start selling hot dogs. You know, we'd be like, wait a minute, what? They're, they're, they're trying to have the best chicken. Why are they selling hot mm-hmm. dogs? And we would, we would have yeah. to, we'd have to say time out because that would be such a, um, a, a big change from who they are and their identity as a company. And so a mission statement kind of helps a company, um, to stay on track and to focus on, on being who they are. So when I say develop a personal mission statement, I want to challenge students to do this, not for their life or not for their college years, but do it for their senior year, develop a personal mission statement for your senior year. And, and this is a statement that says, this is who I am and then share it with people and then revise it when you get to college but keep it in front of you keep it on your mirror keep it you know in your phone or on your screen or, or somewhere where you can can revisit it and you maybe use scripture to to uh, to phrase it the right way but 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 let this statement say this is who I am so that when you get in these moments of senioritis and you get in these moments of wanting to quit, and you wanted to, you want senior year to just end so you can go off and, and start the next year. And you just have these moments uh, where you want to flee. Uh, you go back to your mission statement and say, no, 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 this is who I am. This is what I'm all about. Because, uh, again, you got to know who you are so that you can go to college or wherever you're going next year and be you in that new setting. Well, um, Ryan, thank you uh, for being a part of this, uh, and I hope that students will will go to the blog. Uh, this is the launchmission.org, uh, then find the blog there. Also look at our socials um, on Facebook at the Launch Mission and then on Instagram at the Launch Mission as well um, for uh, resources that will kind of support these ideas and kind of give you some ways to – some questions to ask each other or to ask your friends uh, some activities um, to do and some uh, ways that you can develop yourself spiritually in your walk with Christ during this year, um, during this freedom permit. You've been listening to the Launch Mission Podcast. Here's a preview of next week's episode. They've kind of got one eye on college 
and one eye on their senior year and trying to figure out like how do I maximize uh, this last year. We really try and provide leadership opportunities for our seniors and we have found that that better engages a lot of those students that were on the edge. Um, I think one of the major factors is everything that's stabilized, all the stabilizers in their life in high school kind of go away. We hope you enjoy the Launch Mission Podcast. If so, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and also share this episode with a friend. For more about the Launch Mission Ministry, this podcast, or any of the resources mentioned, go to thelaunchmission.org and visit us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook.